Hello and a very warm welcome to Bergos Now. This week I'm particularly delighted to have a very special guest with me. She's a colleague and has become a good friend of mine, Oksana Kunonenko. Hi Oksana. Hello Aurelia. Is it okay if I call you Susha? Yes, it's okay. You <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but I think in our first encounter you told me that Oksana sounds as if your mom was mad at you and that I should call you Susha. So <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Oksana, I'm, I'm really delighted to have you here because yours is a particular story. And you have actually told it to press before and I wanted yeah, to persuade you to come here and talk to me about it as well. Um, would you mind maybe just to start so people know what's happening because today we're not talking about financial markets per se today. This is really one of those episodes that we consider beyond money because I, you know, it's a, it's a topic that is very near and dear to us and it's a very interesting one. So could you, could you just maybe start by introducing yourself for us? Yes, thank you, of course. Let me introduce myself. Yes, my name is Oksana. I'm 35 years old and I was born in Kiev, Ukraine. I grew up there. And of course, I hope to live there and die there. <laughs> yes, and um, three months ago, my life was uh, dramatically changed and uh, I moved to Switzerland because of the war. Yes, yeah. and uh, um, I had to, to live my all my regular life, my work, friends, uh, my apartment and everything which I loved. And before the war was started, I read a lot of info, a lot of politicals, uh, international politicals and expert prediction. And um, I thought that it was propaganda because yeah. uh, I really I was really sure that Putin was clever politician and the war wasn't in his plan. And the very illusion of optimism that uh, wouldn't be as bad. Um, was that the sentiment amongst your friends and people generally what, before the war broke out that it probably wouldn't happen before the invasion? Were people feeling like, uh, were they more optimistic? Were people really scared or were they? Yeah, people were scared, but in general, we thought that this is like, this is, can't be in 21st century because yeah. it's a ridiculous situation. Yes, I mean, I sympathize. I think that all of Europe was united yes. in this. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, Oksana, you left relatively early. You were able to leave, I should yeah. say, relatively early. Can you maybe explain to us a little bit how that was? Because I think, you know, we all have an idea of sort of the, the tragedy, obviously, that you and your people underwent. But this personal sort of insight looking out, I think, is incredibly valuable and touching. So if you don't mind, and if it's not too painful, to tell us a little bit about how those days were. Yeah, of course. Uh, it was a normal Thursday morning, but I woke up earlier than usual because uh, my boyfriend had a business in Germany and he had to go to Germany and I just went to the kitchen to cook <laughs> pancakes for him, cheesecakes, sorry. <laughs> yes, and uh, in it was 5 a.m. and we heard really, really awful sound. It was explosion or bombs or something like this. Yeah. And my boyfriend... Um, told me it has begun yes but uh, i can't believe in it and i couldn't believe in it and uh, i answered oh my god don't be a panic <laughs> so it just like gets a cylinder explored in some garage or storage and um, but he, uh, he became as white as uh, he could be in one minute and he repeated that the war has started and um, i I just uh, looked through the window and I saw a lot of people around um, 
run away uh, with alarm cases in their hands mm. and uh, they wanted to leave uh, the territory where, where we lived uh, uh, but it was a really huge traffic jam it was 6 a.m and i took my phone and i saw a lot of uh, unread messages and missed calls from my relatives uh, friends and i realized that something happened i turned on tv and tried to find a lot of um, positive news yes but uh, it was uh, unsuccessful so i realized that uh, we have to do something and um, i started uh, think straightly and i remember school <laughs> i tried to remember all um, knowledge which i got uh, from school how to survive bombing and um, i realized that any moment uh, we can we could stay without any electricity water heating and i feel all containers which i had with water even bus tube and i cooked two kilograms of porridge <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. and i took all uh, warm blankets to my bathroom to prepare shelter there but it was really really difficult to stay at home and we decided to leave kiev and to move to south region of uh, south kiev region to the countryside okay yeah uh, yes, and uh, our trip was uh, five hours. In normal time, it takes uh, maybe one hour mm. because it was a huge uh, traffic jam everywhere. Um, the main road was closed uh, due to established um, checkpoints uh, where they just check documents and so on. Yeah, and how, uh, while you were trying to leave the city to go to the countryside, was the I mean the, the bombings that they continue was it pretty permanent mm -hmm. oh yeah I read a lot of information that the enemy was moving to Kiev and our worst case scenario became real uh -huh. the situation was uh, dire and be became worse by the minutes yeah. so we decided to find some more safe place I it's it's just such an awful situation to to picture um, yeah and uh, to be honest, uh, I thought that this uh, situation should be solved in one or two days. So yeah. Because of that, I took only handbags with two pairs of jeans, sweaters, and uh, two pairs of sneakers yeah. and documents. <laughs> That's right, all. Right, right. And then what happened? You were able to leave. Yes. And my mom, uh, she decided to stay in, at home in Kiev. And uh, for her, it was really difficult because every hour we could hear alarm and she had to go to bomb shelter and there were a lot of people. Uh, so she spent two days in Kiev and after that she decided to come to us because um, she felt exhausted and she started to have a heart problem because of sleepless and because of nerves. And I asked my boyfriend to took her from Kiev to us, but it wasn't easy to be honest it was really difficult because yeah. we were really scared yeah 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 i'm sure so you you then though were able to leave ukraine with your mom yes and we spent five days uh, in this countryside we helped our relatives friends because um, we just hosted them uh, we offered to have a nap to have a rest to eat and go further to the west parts of ukraine mm -hmm. but one night it was really a lot of shootings, bombs, and we couldn't sleep at all. And we decided to move to the west part of Ukraine, mm -hmm. but it was very overcrowded. Uh, there were very a lot of people, and um, we managed to book only apartment for one night. And after that, we moved to 
Romania uh, because the border wasn't so overcrowded like border with Poland, for example, where you can spend 20 hours just to wait to cross the border. And we thought, okay, war would be maybe one or two months or weeks, so we can wait it uh, in Romania and just um, very quick return to Kiev. Hmm. You know, Susha, the, the thing that, I mean, not only the way that you so personally describe what happened, and thank you for sharing that. I know that that's a painful memory, but it, it, it's it's so absurd to me that something's happening like that yes. so close to us, right? And you and I are sitting in this room now, and if I would just see you, I would never think that you just went through major trauma, right? Like this is this is so you're so put together the, you know you're elegant and all of these things, and then you know having lived to something like that. So I have to compliment you on your. Yeah, and just on your way to phrase this and to talk about it, um, could you share a bit more about what happened next? Because that's the reason we're sitting here together. And I'm, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, a good story in the end, at least that part. Yes. In Romania, we stay in the small town Oradia, a sub-region of Transylvania, and um, uh, there were were no people who speak uh, English and uh, Russian and Ukrainian. It was really um, difficult to understand each other. And uh, I realized that uh, I will run out of my money very fast and I have to find a job. Yeah. And I had even an idea to go to went to gym and to offer them myself like a trainee. Yeah. But I faced uh, these uh, language issues. And um, it was unbearable to sit and do nothing. Mm. Yes, so mm. I tried to find some solution in that situation. And uh, I was keeping in touch with my uh, friend who was originally from Ukraine, but um, she was married and lived in Switzerland more than six years. Uh, she offered me her help from the first day of the war, but I realized that uh, he ha has a family. He took her mother from Ukraine, and mm. it would be really uncomfortable to live together all this time. And one day she called me and uh, told that... Um, partners of her husband, working partners, uh, he wanted to help us and offered us a free apartment for some period of time. So, of course, we were really happy and I realized that in Switzerland I would have more opportunities to find a job because yeah. of language at least. Sure, yeah. Yes, and uh, we spent 20 hours to get here. Uh, this is family turned out a very nice and very lovely family. We are grateful and thankful for everything. As soon as we saw our apartment, we couldn't hold back our tears. Uh, our nurse was so taut and we were so exhausted and tired. They bought the flowers and they even uh, wrote a greetings card in Ukraine. So we were touched to the core. That's so sweet. Yes. Yeah. It was worthless that uh, from one hand we just... Uh, we went through anger, aggression, stress, and violence, and here we just uh, get a lot of warm, kindness, support from people who are absolutely unknown to us. Yeah. So it was really nice. And then, you know, um, this is a little personal story. You know how I first met, in quote marks, you mm. <laughs> one night. Um, I think it was like probably a Wednesday or something like that um, Peter Raskin the CEO texted me WhatsApp me a screenshot of uh, the news you know he had watched or, or like a photo probably more like that you know a photo of the of the TV with the news 
and there it said your name well it was misspelled right yes, but misspelled yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly but it was it was your photo and it was a name and it said um i think it even said like private banking or something like that Mm -hmm. financial specialist something like that exactly yes exactly yeah you even have you have the clip yeah. we, we looked at it together. exactly and he wrote me because i'm i run the communications and therefore i work with press and we have advisors who are close to press so he he texted me this with the idea if i can somehow through our advisor maybe reach out to um to the tv channel and and find the press person who had interviewed you because he had previously gotten a call from um, our vice chairman of the board and one of our shareholders adrian keller who was very enthusiastically saying, we need to do something, we need to do something, we need to do something. Um, I don't want to tell the details because it's, it's, it's your story. So please tell us this particular moment of coming into Switzerland and being interviewed and what happened then. Mm -hmm. that, that is, it's so, it's so remarkable. Yeah, we went to immigration service to register for temporary protection. And uh, there were a lot of journalists at that day and friends of mine just pushed me to give an interview. And uh, I was really shy, but I did it. And uh, I mentioned that I moved from Ukraine. Uh, I had a work experience in financial field, in private banking as well, and I wanted to find a job here. And exactly at that evening, it was CRF news. Yes, they showed this interview. This interview was five or seven seconds. Yes, and they just make a misspell in my surname. <laughs> But <Exactly. laughs> I didn't upset at all, to be honest. And next morning, I just uh, took my phone And I saw a lot of messengers in my LinkedIn. And it's worse to say that my LinkedIn had been completely died <laughs> because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't refresh information about myself maybe 10 years. And um, some Swiss representatives, they just um, sent me words of support. Uh, they welcomed me to Switzerland and uh, offered to meet. And uh, in two days, uh, I met with um, Dr. Peter Raskin, CEO of Bergos Bank, and he was really nice and kind, and uh, apparently he's CEO of bank, but um, uh, he was really, he talked with me in a very friendly way. Mm. And uh, I had a feeling that we know each other for a long period of time. Yeah. Uh, he constantly asked me how could he help me, my mom, and so on. I just tell him my story, my background, we discussed my work experience, and in two days, uh, he offered me a job. Yeah. So I was really happy, uh, and uh, I was really grateful him for this opportunity. And when he introduced me, his wonderful team, they're really cool, really friendly. <laughs> and to be honest, uh, I really honored to become a part of uh, Bergot Bank. And um, I'm really proud to work with all these people. And I had never even dreamed to some, but that sometime, one day, I, I get a job in Swiss uh, bank with such, fr such a friendly atmosphere. Well, we're lucky to have you, Oksana. Um, may I ask, so uh, that is sort of a, a, a good positive moment in an otherwise obviously very traumatizing and tragic story. Um, how are you finding it here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean, I don't, you already said you like it here, but how's, how's the work? Is it comparable to what you did in private banking in Ukraine or is it a bit different? Is it, how uh, is it? Yeah, it's my biggest challenge to be honest. And I learned a lot of from almost everyone and everywhere. And from time to time, I feel that I overwhelmed of information and um, 
I will not survive. <laughs> but it helps me to uh, throw away all sad, sad thoughts. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in general, it's totally different way of driving business. Mm-hmm. So we have a difference in products, services and uh, client portfolio, client profile. Uh, so products, for example, in Ukraine, it's um, retail products with additional features such as insurance, uh, access uh, to some close clubs, uh, uh, cashbacks, um, um, access to airport lounge zone or something like Got this. It, yeah. Additional feature for premium clients. More like a concierge. Yeah, concierge, yes, okay. it's like mm-hmm. a secretary. Yes. Got it. Oh yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, and... Um, Investment business is not exist in Ukraine. We have only one product is governmental bonds, uh, but it's this product is not very popular because of trustless and unstable currency and low interest rate. And uh, we offered our clients to to work with international brokers. They help them to open accounts abroad, and um, they manage their accounts uh, and buy equities, funds, bonds, and so on. But we bumped this a problem. This is financial compliance. Yeah. Because it's really difficult to prove legal origins of funds in Ukraine. Got it, yeah. Yes, and uh, client profile, it's a young generation, young entrepreneurs or owner of a well-established and um, fast um, growing business. And this is the age 35-40 years with income $120,000 in year and um, entrance in private banking $100,000. Okay. So yes, but we have uh, something in common. We just uh, want to offer very special products uh, to very high level of servicing and um, to be flexible and to satisfy all, all clients' uh, desire. And Susha, um, when when you had started here, we actually threw the way of the world. We were we were talking to the, to a journalist about a completely different story and and chatted. It was me. It was it was the CEO who did, and it was mentioned that you know we met you and that you're joining the team. And he became really interested in talking to you and asked if he could maybe you know, interview you and after a few weeks of us being like, ah, you know, and you also said maybe not yet and it's a bit fresh and painful and I don't really want to talk about it. You did actually do it. And that was the first interview that was in the Tagesanzeiger a few weeks ago. Yeah, which I think was a wonderful piece. Um, and there were some remarks that we'll just, we won't mention them right <laughs> now because I think it was just people being despicable and awful. Um, but for you, why was it important to talk about that story? I wanted to support Ukrainian refugees and I wanted to share my story and I want to show that everything could be and, and an accidental interview could change your life and yeah. um, it's like to be in the right place uh, in the right time to find the right people who just support you and uh, who can give you an opportunity to live here, to work, to study, to learn something new and to develop yourself right. and to bring some contribution in in the country in general. And you do make a big contribution. It's really wonderful to have you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oksana, before I let you go, very open question. Is there anything I didn't ask that you would like to add? Yes, I would like to express my gratitude to the opportunity to live here 
to work here, to study here. I've met a lot of very nice and kind people. I admire the Bergos team for their professionalism and it's a huge uh, pleasure to work with all of them. And um, at least, but not last, <laughs> God will never, I'm really sure that God will never give you more than you can handle. And uh, what uh, doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Mm. So we will win and glory to Ukraine. That is a beautiful way to end this. And as we are indeed still facing this ongoing catastrophe, I want to second that. And I really do hope that, you know, the Ukrainian people will prevail and that they remain as strong and as incredibly impressive as they have been. Thank you for this opportunity to support my family and to support my country. Thank you for being here today, Susha. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed this very special episode that really did share some very personal insights. We're back next Friday with more from Bergos now. Until then, we're wishing you a beautiful weekend and we wish you a pleasant and successful week. Bye-bye.